Hey, what's up? My name's Grant Kenoki. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and artist, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. It's Lady T coming to you live on Power 98.5 on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. And this is an exciting weekend for a couple reasons. For one, I'm seeing buds on the flowers and the trees. Like I noticed this morning that my roses are starting to bloom. And I always get excited when I start to see flowers and trees awakening at the start of spring. Bad for those of us with allergies. But hey, you know, Um, and the days are getting longer. Like daylight savings is right around the corner, which means the days are going to be even longer which is great news for us gardeners. And my sunflowers started to sprout this morning. <laughs> I always have to make a special announcement whenever that happens. I don't know why that is. I don't know why it's a big, it's just a big deal to me. But anyways, and the second reason this is an exciting weekend is because I have a special guest joining me on today's show. When I first learned about him, I couldn't wait to speak with him because I was inspired by his story, a humanitarian and founder of the Chef's Heaven's Kitchen, which is an organization that provides smart solutions to end hunger and poverty using the power of food to revive communities and strengthen economies of extreme poverty, which helps different countries by feeding low-income children and bringing joy to each and every one of them. The one and only Executive Chef Roberto Mendoza. Roberto, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much to be in Power 98.5. I'm so excited. Uh, to be uh, with all of you. And thank you for the warming welcome. God bless you. Oh. oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I could go on and on and on about your story and, or go down a whole list of accomplishments of yours, but I really want to hear you share your story. Like, um, me- where, how, like the beginning. From the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm from El Salvador, a small country in Central America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up without mom and dad. They they left me when I was little. Mm-hmm. Since I born, I grew up with my, my grandma and uh, until I was 12. But then I, I moved to the city of San Salvador and here started the war. Uh, we have a war for 12 years. People was killing each other. So um, I was, uh, I became the student body president for the University of El Salvador, and I was kidnapped. And uh, uh, during that time, I was kidnapped for almost four months. And during during that time, I just pray every single day, you know, because when when you're being kidnapped and bandaged, really you don't, you don't see nothing by and your brain and your soul you only can see 
uh, God and, and, and you pray for your life. So uh, when they released me, uh, the Salvation Army picked me up and is the one who basically saved my life and I, I moved to Canada. And mm. from Canada, I moved to uh, LA. I mm. started to work as a, as a pack washer in, in LA because the restaurant where I started to work, uh, they was afraid that I can break the dishes. So mm. after I became after I become the best pack washer, finally they they finally let me do dishes. So um, when I was in Canada, I learned French. So mm-hmm. I was speaking in Spanish. So you were on French. the eastern side of Canada. Exactly, eastern side of Canada, Quebec. Okay. And um, uh, when I moved to LA, I was speaking uh, Spanish and French, but no, no English. And mm-hmm. basically, that was my my wall. You know, I couldn't move because I I didn't speak the language. And I started to work with uh, Israeli family in in LA. And I was listening Hebrew from like six o'clock in the morning until 10 p.m. And I started to catch up uh, that language too. And I was wondering. Sc- I yeah, was wondering I w- how you started learning Hebrew. I was like Hebrew. <laughs> that is uh, that is the way I I started to learn Hebrew too. And and after that, finally, I enrolled myself to the school and uh, become to pick it up in English and learn English. After that, so I. I I have that that uh, power feeling for the kitchen, you know. Every time I cook, I I I feel like God leave the heaven and come through the air. So I decide to enroll myself in and start in culinary school. So I ended up working for uh, Low Santa Monica Beach Hotel in front of the pier in Santa Monica, and uh, from there I moved to Low Santa Monica Beach Hotel. And and I start to do the Oscar Awards, movie star parties, and here comes uh, one day the Prince of Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and uh, and he chose me to cook for him because they need somebody from uh, U.S. He got his plane coming every single weekend from Palace to L.A. full of food, so somebody with uh, you know. American loves uh, need to pick up that food, and he chose me. So I start to cook for the Prince of Saudi Arabia, and mm-hmm. he he called Bill Clinton, and they got mm-hmm. that special meeting. So that was my first time to cook for president, and uh, I passed all the security check and everything, and I cooked my very first time for uh, the president of United States. And my surprise was when Bush came in place, I was called to cook for Bush. When mm-hmm. Barack Obama came in place, I was called to cook also for Barack Obama. And I did the Democratic Convention in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And when Mr. Donald Trump came in place, uh, I did it too, and I still part of the team for the, for the White House. So I'm very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, been, I've been cooking for... Um, the spiritual leaders too is is one in India is called Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, is is living God for uh, part of the com- uh, Indian community, and and the ashram in India, so I've been part of that too. Uh, 
So like I said before, I'm very proud of myself, you know, coming from this small country that sometimes I eat, sometimes I don't because don't having a family, you know, mm-hmm. I never have brothers, sisters, I never have aunts or uncle, nobody. So my life was very, very tough, very hard. Plus the war we have going on, the earthquakes in that country. So like I said, sometimes I eat, sometimes I, I don't now uh, become a chef and being um, being cooking for all, all of these personalities and, and seeing that much food in my life. Um, I'm very blessed and I'm very mm-hmm. proud of myself. What can I accomplish? But one thing that I really, really love, you know, is when I cook for for homeless. Uh, mm. I've been feeding the homeless uh, here in, in, in Charlotte since 2009. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah t- t- 2009. And I feed children in different countries too. So that is part, part of my life, you know. I can tell you about immigrations too, how I get my papers, how, how I become a citizen of the United States. I mean, a long process that I had to fast for. Uh, I promised to God, I said, God, I'm going to fast to you for 40 days. So I fast for 40 days. And on my 40 days, I said, you you always like the extra mile. I'm I going to fast for another four days. I can take it no more, but I will do it. <laughs> but Lord, I want my papers. I really want to become a citizen of the United States. Please, please help me out. And and after I finished my 44 days, somebody like you, you know, uh, interviewed me on the radio. And uh, so it, it was a lawyer, immigration lawyer. And uh, so I explained my case. I went to her office and she started to fill it up my paperwork. When I went to the immigration, uh, she disappeared. So when I went to knock, knock her office, uh, she wasn't there. So then uh, next door, I said, what happened to the lawyers being next to you? And they say, I've never been a lawyer in that place. I said, what? yeah, she filled, it out. she filled out my paperwork. And they said, no, it's never been a lawyer in that place. It's only us. So until now, she disappeared. I've been looking in Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, and she's nowhere. But she's the one who helped me to... Um, get my my citizenship, get my papers in this country. And when I get in front of me immigration, the officer said, who is your lawyer? And I said, God. So I put my hand in the Bible mm-hmm. and she said, you promised to say only through and through. And I said, yes, I do. And uh, here I am now and, and part of this country and so blessed to be here. Every day when I wake up, I say, God bless America, you know, especially when I when I see my children that they born in this beautiful country, I'm so, so uh, thankful with God and so thankful with this country, you know, they opened the door for me and gave me the big opportunity to be somebody in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is truly an inspiring story. I want, I want to, so every Saturday on the street corner in Charlotte, you still do that? Yes, every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, I feel the homeless, no matter what, you know, it rain, cold, hot, 
whatever weather, we go and feed the homeless and we park in uh, an RV and this RV we convert to a store. So mm -hmm. they come they come inside and they, they can pick it up uh, clothes, shoes, jackets, blankets. About, yeah. be because uh, you know uh, when when stores, let's say the malls, they see a homeless, uh, the securities take it out of the store. They not allowed to go inside the store. They not allowed to go inside the restaurants. So when I come in and have this store for them with a nice clothes, with a nice shoes and, and, and hot food. I mean, mm -hmm. they jump and say, the chef is here and they hug me. I dance with them. I bring music and, and I try to have at least uh, a, a celebration, a nice day for them. And I do a cake and, and before they, they go through the line, I say, whose birthday is today? And my, it's my birthday. So we come together and, and saying happy birthday. You know, sometimes I play with them and I say, you want it in Spanish, you want it in French, you want it in Hebrew, how you want it? Mm -hmm. So, and I have so many stories, you know, one day, right. one, of the, one of them come with me and said, uh, sir, uh, I was deciding to kill myself today. But mm. when you come to me, and seeing the happy birthday for the very first, the very first time in my life, I decide not to kill myself. And I know my, my life is value. And he put the gun on the table and said, here's my gun, you can take it. And mm -hmm. uh, I got that guy and, and bring it to my kitchen and I'm training him now. He's working in one of the best restaurants in South Carolina. And, and no way. He all, yeah, I rescued 37 guys from the street already and i can i can tell you so many stories uh, of them you know every single day have the their own story and and if you think my my life is being inspiring i think their life is better than myself it's mm. it's, it's amazing how they can change you know sometimes um Sometimes we, we go and, and, and say they choose a bunch of uh, drug addict people that they like to live in the street. And, mm. and it's not. You never know what, not, where, yeah, life, where life is going to take you, you know. Right. Somebody was, was in my car one day and a homeless approached to me and I, I pulled some money and gave it to him. And she said, why are you giving money to these people? And I said, let me ask you something. If you own a company... Do you hire this guy? And she said, hell no. I don't mm -hmm. hire that kind of people. So how do you expect for them to eat or mm. take a shower? Um, so, you know, people just just talk bad sometimes. But, I mean, they need help. Everybody needs a second chance in their life. Mm. So that's I what I do every single weekend. Yeah, I hear with, that. With the home. that yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You that that is, you know, the reason why I'm very moved by that is because, you know, I it's uh, I'm trying to put it into words without taking too long and too, you know, thinking too deeply about it. Um Yes. You know, I think about a lot of people that have you know, coming on in my life and, you know, 
the main person that I keep thinking about as you speak of your story is my mother. You know, she was on the street. Um, a lot of people pretty much know my story, but, you know, not to go into deep, but she was on the street. Um, that's why I was right. raised by a single father. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a second chance. Um, and she exactly. took that. Exactly. Well, she actually, <laughs> I wouldn't say a second chance. She had a hundred chances, but um, one day <laughs> she was just tired. Um, and sometimes um, a person like yourself can, you know, come through. And sometimes it's, you know, the power of love that can get people through that. Um, exactly. It could be a plate of food, but, you know, there's love in the food. It's not just about the food. It's about the fact that, you know, people are just being thought of, you know, because sometimes people in that in that situation, um, they they think their life is worthless or something like they're a burden. Um, right. I think a lot of us have been there and have understood your your where your brain goes when you feel like you are like kind of like if you're in a, when you're in a room full of people and you feel like you're alone. Does that exactly. make any sense? Yes, mm -hmm. it, it makes totally sense. Uh, I mean, if you see one, uh, a few of my videos in uh, YouTube, I go in, in, in you, you will see me dancing with them, you mm -hmm. know, and having fun and jumping because I know what it is. Like, like you say, you know, feeling uh, feeling lonely mm -hmm. you're feeling even lonely. if you're in a room it, full of people right it, even you in, in a room full of people and have it, that loneliness inside of you and your heart and somebody comes and and show uh, kindness and show love you know no need no need a play of food but show love and we care each other so that make a difference sometimes mm -hmm. we save life used to hugging somebody used to hugging somebody, sometimes we think, oh my God, they, they dirty, they live in the street. I mean, you can wash your clothes. Uh, mm -hmm. Now with the coronavirus, people is, is be careful, you know, but before coronavirus, uh, I mean, I, I used to hug all of them and come back home and, and take a shower and, and wash my clothes. But you know, that had make a difference. Uh, I remember somebody, um, when he was little, uh, her mom decided to kill him and throw him from, from the fourth floor. Mm. And when the 911 show up, so he's still alive. So his mom went to jail. His father went to jail because he was drug addict. So he grew up in a foster home and he ended up in the street. So, um, when I come on place, you know, he looked at me and said, Chef, uh, thank you so much for the food. Um, but you know what? When you're going to bring a nice cake just for me? And I said, how about tomorrow? He said, really? Tomorrow? Yeah. How about tomorrow? I take you out for dinner. You take me out for dinner? Yeah. Let's go out for dinner. So I take this guy for dinner and I said, do you like to work with me? He said, I don't know how to cook. I will teach you how to cook or serve tables, whatever you like. Now, now that, that I'm telling you back in 2014, uh, now he's an engineer. He graduated from uh, UNCC, University of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And and he, he's 
I mean, he's having a, a very nice life now. He come back to the school and like I tell you now, he's an engineer and working, working for a nice company. So, okay. uh, like I said, like a hack can, can make a difference on these people. Yeah, definitely. Um, chef, I'm just, I'm just curious about when did you realize you, you've been cooking for a very long time. How long have you been cooking? I've been cooking for 30 years. Okay. When did uh, you realize your gift in cooking? My gift in cooking, uh, I realized back in 1993. Back in 1993. That's when that was I when Bill Clinton. The, when Bill Clinton, when I had that feeling in, in my heart, you know, that I got a, a, a gift in my hands and it's it's when i start you know when people ask me why you become a chef i said uh, i didn't decide to become a chef god made me a chef mm -hmm. and it got a purpose for it you know it's it's not only being a chef being a chef anybody can cook mm -hmm. uh, anybody can put a plate together but when you look when you do it with your heart and you're doing thinking in others, and you think doing thinking and helping people, that is different. That is a different chef. Mm -hmm. I totally understand what you just said. Um, a lot of people are walking around here not moving in their purpose. Um, right. And sometimes you don't pick it, it picks you. So I... <laughs> Being a holistic nutritionist was not even on the radar for me two years ago. And now I'm a holistic nutritionist because of a medical issue. You know, right. that's what brought me into holistic nutrition. Same thing um, as you as an executive chef. Right. Uh, talking about nutrition, you know, um, the other day I, I was talking uh, about Ayurvedic food. And, uh, yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you about that. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, we follow treatments through Ayurvedic food. And, and believe me or not, sometimes we use that kind of treatment for special people. Some some people from, from White House too, because the type of uh, spices that we use to control to control diseases. Mm -hmm. um, and I totally understand what, what you're talking about. Yeah, because certain certain spices can actually ignite certain gut issues. Um, right. So yeah, we got to be very careful about that. Um, right. What is the Ayurvedic cuisine? Is that's an uh, Indian dish or Indian method, right? Yeah, Ayurvedic food is is uh, Indian method. I learned when I was cooking in the ashram in India with Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Mm -hmm. um, that is more like energetic food. Um, and that is to control diseases, like I mentioned before, is uh, more like vegetarian style, um, mm -hmm. uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, uh, all of that type of uh, cuisine with mm -hmm. uh, Indian spices like turmeric, you know, oh, uh, yeah. how to very control in, Yeah, very healing. And... Uh, that Ayurvedic food started like 3,000 years ago, and it's very healthy, very healthy food. And like I said, it's more like energetic. And 
if if you know about it, you can control diseases from from there. So that is is part of my cuisine too. You know, helping people with diseases. Uh, uh, I used to. I used to have people with Lyme disease, uh, people with uh, diabetes, cancer, and in my hands, and and through that type of uh, cuisine, you know, helping them to uh, have a better quality of life. Uh, people with Parkinson, you know, people with Parkinson, they know allowed to take any any uh, pro- dairy products. Because the data pro, what it does is accelerate the Parkinson. So we take all the data products away from anybody with Parkinson disease. So it's that type of cuisine they are learning and, and try to help people. Okay. Okay. So did you prepare a meal for President Biden yet? I did. I oh. did uh, a, a few months ago. Okay. Yeah. And what was the meal you prepared for him? Uh, the meals we prepared for uh, uh, the president of United States, usually the menu comes straight from, from White House. What usually what we cook is, is like mussel fish or beef, like beef tenderloin, like mm-hmm. uh, swordfish, stuff like that. So what I cook it was... Uh, a nice center cut, center cut of beef tenderloin, because mm. as with the beef tenderloin, it's very hard to get any virus or any bacteria. So every time the person is is mm. out, so we control that. We control the he not gonna get sick. Uh, we control gases also that he not gonna burp during the time he's speaking. So uh, usually we go with that nice center cut beef tenderloin and something uh, very uh, soft, let's put it that way, and healthy on on vegetables. Um, So that's what I cook, a center cut beef tenderloin, C-A-B, certified Angus beef. Okay. Is that your most common thing that you cook for presidents? Uh. Yes, yes, we, we, we use a lot of a lot of beef. Um, like I said, on the on the ladies side we go more with uh, fish. Let's talk about Condoleezza rice. Condoleezza mm-hmm. rice she always like to, to eat more like, like sea bass or surfish. Uh, 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 Mrs. Obama she like to eat more like salmon. Um, mm-hmm. ladies go more for like the fish uh, side of dish, but men's like uh, Mr. Barack or uh, any other person I cook before they go on the side of beef or lobsters, where, uh, mm-hmm. main lobsters. That is, the good is stuff. M- mm-hmm. more of the good stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. appetizer, we use uh, a lot of uh, beluga caviar too in their appetizers. So, uh, good stuff and healthy stuff. We mm-hmm. have to control the, the healthy uh, side too. Like I said, they, they, they can get sick. I mean, we have, but be careful mm-hmm. the way we cook because it's, it's, it's our fault if they basically get sick. 
no pressure. Whatever they, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and when they outside, you know, the way they eat, I, I eat first, FBI eats second, uh, Secret Service eat third, his Secret Service eat four, and finally the president eat the same food. Oh, um, so that way, if anything is wrong, right? It doesn't. I gonna yeah, okay. I gonna kill myself first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh, but that, that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself first, so I have to make sure that I love my life. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, they just want to make sure but, no funky business is happening before the president eats it. That that's actually right. pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But what is your staple dish, though? Like, I'm really curious about that. Like, what is your what is the dish that is like that's me? That's me is uh, salmon. Ooh. Um, salmon with uh, asparagus and uh, fresh spinach sauce on the top. That is. Oh, so all these aphrodisiac my... foods. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I had an episode last week where I spoke about um, sex drive and I spoke mm -hmm. about the aphrodisiac foods and mm -hmm. asparagus is one of them. Um, exactly. Salmon is another one. <laughs> yeah. Leafy greens is another. Another um, one. So I was like, oysters. Oysters oyster is another is, one. Oyster, oyster is one of the best one. I mean, you know, it's, it's a really good food. And yeah. Um, and you know which one is the best for that? Mm -hmm. Better, better than the than than blue peel. It's gonna sound Go gross, but it's iguana. What? If people okay. eat, yeah, if people eat iguana, iguana is too. El Salvadoran. <laughs> no, I speak I in know. other countries. Other countries food. Oh, that's that right. They true. do. They do have it in Florida. <laughs> but I live in I live in the Pacific Northwest. We don't really have iguanas up here. Um, yeah, but, you want me? To, you want me to bring one? No. <laughs> you know what? My daughter might like it though. She likes reptiles. No, not the. Oh, well, actually, even the snakes. Yeah, she always talked about you know having a reptile or something was cool. So if you bring an iguana or something, she actually might enjoy it. Not to eat though. <laughs> not to eat. Okay. <laughs> I promise not to cook Speak it for her. Yeah, I know. Speaking of daughter, um. We were talking and you said that you went to the CIA, Culinary Institute, Institute of America? Yeah, New York. I was actually surprised by that. I actually didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and she actually, the reason why I brought, got brought up is because mm -hmm. she actually wants to go to the Culinary Institute of America. And that's when you said you went to the Culinary Institute of America in New York. Did you go the uh, four, full four years? No, no, I didn't. I, I okay. went only like like six months. I was already a chef. But let me tell you something. Oh, about, okay. Uh, let me tell you something about that. You know, if she wants to go to culinary institute, like I said, you know, with a pen in my hand and a pot in the other hand, I went to the best palace without asking permission like the spiders, you know, the spiders go inside the palace without without asking permission. Even in your house, sometimes you're gonna see a spider in the corner of your house. So with a pen in my hand and a pad in the other hand, I've been in the best houses and the best palace 
without asking permission, they bring it to cook. So what I'm trying to say is for your daughter is one of the best careers that she can have. And also one of the best careers that she can be able to help people, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in this career, uh, people is going to be hungry all mm -hmm. the time. It's, people it's is gonna never be looking going to for be a food. shortage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's one of the best careers that I can really recommend to people to take. You know, when you do it from the, your bottom of your heart, when you're doing mm -hmm. with your passion, with love, believe me, I mean, God will take you to a place that, that you, you never can imagine that you will be there and you mm -hmm. will see that kind of food. So mm -hmm. uh, the world is it's small for this type mm -hmm. of career. The world is, is really small. You can go corner to corner in the world because mm -hmm. people is going to eat regardless. Regardless they, they be in Arabic, regardless they be in Argentina or here in the United States or Spain, people is going to eat. People is mm -hmm. going to ask for food. And here you are to provide that. It's like medicine, you know. That's why we use white jackets like doctors. The, yeah, when she first, oh yeah, sorry about that. Um, go ahead. When she first told me that she wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America, um, what I taught her, let me go beyond that. When I when I first, uh, as I raised her and as her father raised her, we raised her on the um, principle that you don't do what makes you the most money. You do what makes you happy. You do what exactly. you you go in your you know in your purpose because I find that. When we are not doing that, we're actually, even though we make six figures, we're the most miserable human beings. And personally, I feel like we should just move in our purpose and not what makes the most money because that, that doesn't work, you know? Um, right. So I always, she always was consistent. It was either going to be about photography or food, one of those two. And she's been very, very consistent on the food. She's a foodie. And so... When she was taking culinary class, uh, I guess the Culinary Institute of America was introduced or something like that. And she said, mm -hmm. Mom, I'm going to the this was this was her, when she was in the 10th grade. And she was like, Mom, I'm going to the Culinary Institute of America. I was like, OK. And then I researched it. And I was like, hmm, seems good. And then I saw the tuition. I said, you've lost your mind. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, you lost your mind because it's you get all this free college here and stuff how, like that. You want to go now, over there? Uh, yeah, now probably it's like seventy-five thousand, right? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not that high. But or, or I mean, for all if you go all four years, yes. But I was like, yes. you've lost your mind, you know, <laughs> because. But when I saw the opportunities for her to, why she said, why she said, I got it from my mama. You're a foodie person too. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you get all this free college and you're really just going to, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not about the money. You know, I really exactly. think that when you are moving in your purpose, everything will take care of itself. So I'm seeing the opportunities that she has to work all over the world. She could travel with what she's doing and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to back you up 100 percent. Right, right, right. Yeah. Look at what happened to me. I mean, now I can go corner to corner mm -hmm. in earth and cook. Like, mm -hmm. like I told you before, I go into uh, Poland and help the people from Ukraine. You know, mm -hmm. I'm planning to be there 
in a compliment cooking for a month and helping people. I never thought in my life that I'm going to be in Poland cooking for people one day. So because right, you're going, to, know, you're going to Poland to help the Ukrainian uh, yes, refugees? Mm -hmm. Refugees. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. so, that is awesome. Uh, thank you. It's part of what we do, you know. It's, um, I'm so happy to go and, and, and help the Ukrainian people. Actually, I went to Ukraine a couple of years ago and I have an interview with the Ukrainian people and they're very nice people, very kind people. And it's so sad what happened to them now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to help with food, with what I know. So being a chef is wonderful. Yeah, she's going to do the um, the bakery program. She's not going to, you know, do the actual chef work. But you know what? People like people like bread, too. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. So there's no I, I, I really like I'm the more I think I'm more excited for her than she is. Honestly. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anything I can help. Let me know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I told her I would back her up 100 percent. As long as she learns some vegan, um, <laughs> gluten-free <laughs> options, because you know, mama can't do um, dairy or any of that stuff. So she it's was like, a, "Absolutely." It's, a, it's an organization, an entire work. Uh, mm -hmm. If you you look in Google, it's called Supreme Master. Uh, it's Supreme a, Master. Supreme Master. It's an Oriental lady. She's kind of like the 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 queen for all of this organization. And it's all about vegan in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So it's a supreme master. Look for it. Okay. We'll do. You never know. She might actually do humanitarian work around the world as well. Right. She's you a giving know. person as well. But, you know, you never nice. know. Sometimes that's where yeah. it leads you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feed I feed 400 children in Dominican Republic. I got 500 children children in uh, uh, Pakistan. I got in Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, Nicaragua. I got elders in El Salvador. So we're always working and helping people in different countries. So if, she, uh, if one day you and your daughter like to travel with us and help the organization, you're more than welcome. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, probably will probably take, a, uh, sorry, excuse me, mumbling. We'll probably take you up on that because we love to travel. We really do. And we was going nice. to take our talents to international. We was actually going to go to Asia uh, before the pandemic hit. So we were really about to start traveling around the world. And she was looking into going into uh, not Honduras, but um, I want to say Nicaragua. Um, I want to say, I think it was that one um, with her school to do. I think they were going to do a little bit of humanitarian work down there. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, yeah, they, that will definitely take you up on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to ask you, um, like you traveled all around the world to raise money and awareness for important causes. I would like to know which is the most memorable and why. What is the most memorable? Mm -hmm. uh, I know you got a lot of them, but which is the most memorable? <laughs> One of them, uh, it was during pandemic. Um, uh, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we donate six, 60,000 meals. Um, so I was one of the neighborhoods. And here comes uh, a little one, probably who was like 10 years old. 
running and say, can I have two meals, please? Mm-hmm. And uh, one for me and one for my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, sure. Um, why you don't have three or more? One for your mom too. And he looked at me and he says, uh, my mom is in custody right now. Uh, two days ago, the immigration came over and picked it up and she is in jail ready to be deported to Honduras. That, that break my heart, you know, and I look at this little one and I start to cry and I said, oh my God, we are in pandemic. And, yeah. you know, and this little one without mom by himself at home because dad was working, she's in jail. And, you know, and, and that moment was a, a, kind of like a shock for me. And I feel so bad inside. And I said, why the government's doing this? Why the immigration is doing this during pandemic? Right, during you know, a pandemic. Hurting, during pandemic, hurting, uh, hurting people like this, especially this little one. And that was one of the, the most um, memory, let's put it that way, on the hurting side. Um, that I have. Um, one, the other one was in um, Haiti, doing the mm-hmm. earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I went and helped and, and, and feed people too. And here comes, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of little ones. So uh, I said, guys, you already eat? Let's play soccer. You know, I put everybody to play soccer. And I didn't see a little one that lose his lose his leg during the earthquake. And he was the little one, you know, just sitting on the side and looking at me with that sad face. And I said, Oh my god, why I put all of these little ones to play soccer? And this little, and this other little one without a leg, you know. So he get up, and he say, "Can I play?" Mm. I said, "Sure," with that big smile in his face and all happy. And I said, "Sure, let's play today." And he started to play soccer with us. That that face, that smile, it never, I never erase it from my brain, you know. So hard things come into my life, I bring that smile in my, in my brain again and said, oh my God, why I'm here crying and whining if it's people in the world having so much trouble right now and here I am having a lot and I just whining and crying. God mm-hmm. forgive me. So that memory, uh, that memory is, 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 is very nice, you know, sad and happy memories at the same time. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, such a horrible human being because I would cry over missing a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You have a good heart. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, sometimes I would just, you know, complaining over stuff and just not put things like that into perspective. Um, right, right. And... You know, dude's missing a leg, and yet he still manages to pick himself up and play soccer. 
Right. 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 So Um, I got I got so many, but you know, I think we don't have enough time to go over it. But I got a really good memories. Yeah. Really good memories with helping people. And you know, one of these days we'll you know meet up and you can share some of those stories with me. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'd be more than happy. You know, I can take a plane and go over it and uh, and share my stories with you. Okay, confession. I really want to <laughs> steal your recipes. That's really what I'm, sure, we can I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sure. I like to cook too. So um, mostly, you know, on the vegan side. So, yeah, we should exchange I know recipes. Really, I, I know a really, really good vegan recipes. So really? Anytime. Can I, I, gonna, can I steal them? I'm going to be in, in your side cooking. Oh, good. You know what? Yes. Absolutely. I would love to do like some sort of a live cooking show or something like that with you. Sure. Sure. Anytime. We can do it. Yeah, because I absolutely love to cook and I love to do that, you know, sometimes live because um, a lot of people, they want to go vegan or they want to do a lot more vegan or plant based, but they don't know where to start Mm -hmm. or how. They just assume that I eat salad all day or something. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) I don't even eat Uh, salad. yeah, now you know during this this time we can find a lot of vegan food that is not boring and it's, it's so it's, versatile it's too. Right, right. People think that you become a vegetarian and vegan, you eat just steamed vegetables and salad all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's not. just rabbit food. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, no, it's called sweet potatoes. It's called pasta. Now, you, of course, you have your strict vegans who do alkaline vegan or raw vegans and stuff. I didn't realize right. until I started eating plant-based that there's levels to it. But yeah, some of them are very, very strict, very raw, very alkaline or whatever it is. I'm just right. like, no, I just, I just eat what I want to eat. And it just happens to not want to be animal (laughs) so right yeah yeah so i would love to do that Mm -hmm. it's so many levels on the vegan food it's it's like uh on the religion side also you know yeah many levels on the religion side they you can eat and and don't eat all depend what type of religion or Mm. what part of the country if you live in used to say india you know what part of india you live in you eat mm-hmm. whatever grows, or That's what you, you eat. don't eat what, yeah, or you don't eat whatever is under. Like you don't eat carrots, you don't eat potatoes because it's right. under. You eat whatever grows, like like green beans, mm-hmm. like squash, zucchini. You know, but whatever is under, you don't you don't touch it. Right, so no root vegetables. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, I will definitely get in contact or we should contact each other whenever, you know, we're in each other's area or something like that. You know, I plan on being on the East Coast a couple times. So I'd be more than happy to meet you anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've been everywhere. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. You know, we during the pandemic, we kind of slowed down on our traveling, of course. Um, But we're about to pick it right back up like we never left. And so um, I can't wait to go to Atlanta. And that's. That's pretty much our next trip. Beautiful, beautiful. If I'm if I'm here in United States, I'd be more than happy to meet you. Let me know I have time, and I I, I see you in Atlanta. Yep. What Poland 
is definitely a priority. So I'm yeah. They need they need you over there. Yeah, they need help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in if people now they really they don't like to work, so uh, they need help in Poland, and they mm-hmm. need hands. They need chef to cook and provide this food for for the refugee. Um, I mean, it's thousands of people going to those refugees, mm-hmm. uh, children's, you know, especially. So, is there an organization or a website that you recommend for people to go to help the people of Ukraine? Uh, yes, yeah, they can go inside my organization. It's www.thechefheavenskitchenusa.com and mm-hmm. uh, you can donate. And uh, all of the money we're using right now to feed people in Ukraine, uh, because that is the priority right now that we're taking care. We continue feeding the homeless, mm-hmm. uh, also here uh, in Charlotte and, and childrens and in different countries too. But the number one priority right now is mm-hmm. Ukraine. And uh, so say say can, that again: www.chefsheavenskitchenusa. USA.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And just go inside and, and donate whatever you like. And, and we use that money to Ukraine. You know, my team and myself is where we are we're ready to fly. I mean, we so excited that we're going up there. So we're ready for it. Yeah. Be careful. Um, safe travels. I will. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So again, dot chefsheavenskitchen.co is, is that with the um, is it chefs with an s the che- heavens with no, an f the, it's www.thechefheavenskitchenusa.com oh chefheavenskitchen or usa.com yes alright I'm like making sure I put this down right <laughs> <laughs> chefheavenskitchenusa.com so if yeah. you guys want to go ahead and donate to um, Roberto's uh, website or cause, go to chefheavenskitchen.com or U.S. I keep forgetting the U.S.A. part. Chefheavenskitchenusa.com. <laughs> one, one more time. One more time. www.thechefheavenskitchenusa.com. Yeah. Chef Heavens. You oh gosh, you know what? <laughs> oh gosh, do you do you speak English? I'm, I do, I do, I do speak English. <laughs> Although I gotta say, um, I used to be fluent in Spanish, and I lost it. So after I'm done with school, I'm actually gonna take Spanish again, just so I can reintroduce Spanish into my world. So <laughs> www.chefheavenskitchenusa.com. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yes. And do you have anything on there that talks about your trip going to Poland? No, right now they they will uh, set up the website tomorrow and mm-hmm. put all of that information tomorrow on the website. That, uh, we're going to Poland um, because we just take that deci- decision yesterday mm-hmm. um, that we're going to help in Poland. So tomorrow the website is going to be updated with all of that information. Okay. Okay. Do you mind if I, when you put that up, uh, that you can contact me and let me know so that way I can go ahead with your permission to put that on my website as well? Sure, sure. I will do it uh, tomorrow. 
All right. Cool. Cool. That way more people can actually see um, because I think it's a really important cause that people should um, it is. It, see. It is, you know, it's a lot of organizations uh, too, they, they, they traveling to uh, close countries in Ukraine and, and helping people and thanks to all of them for what they do. You know, we, we need help. These people need help. Yeah, definitely. So glad that they've enrolled you to be able to go over there. Um, again, safe travels. I will definitely keep in contact with you and would love to uh, introduce you to my daughter. So that way you can uh, talk to her about culinary and um, those sure. type of things. Mm-hmm. It will be an honor. All right. Thank you so much for attending the show today. I'm so appreciative of your time. No, thank you. And thank you for uh, all the people that's listening to this show, you know, especially this special hour that we have in the air right now. Um, I hope you, you can give us a hand. I hope you, you can help and, and, you know, tell your families and your friends to help also because uh, we're going to Ukraine and help people in Ukraine. So thank you again to Power 98.5 for this time and God bless all of you. All right. Bless you as well. Yes. God bless you as well. Again, safe travels and everybody, Chef Roberto Mendoza, if you did miss most of today's show, it is going to re-air throughout the week. Visit Power 98.5 and check out the show schedules. Also, you can visit my website, farmingnutritionist.com, and under the media tab, it'll give you options on how you can listen to today's show as well as past episodes. Again, Roberto, so appreciative of your time. I appreciate you being here, and I highly respect what you do for the communities around the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and again, I mean, God bless you, and, and I appreciate this this time because this helped also a lot what I do in different countries, especially inside the United States too. Thanks again. All you right. Have a, well, a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you so much. Thank you. And well, there you have it, guys. Uh, that's it for today's show. It's Let Me Tell You with Lady T. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Shows and let's connect.